For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. It was a thrilling race, so we're going to be nice and loud and enthusiastic. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, crap. Getting well, ahead of ourselves. Race review. No, you had a backup as well as a normal one. No, but one. I just had like one of those mind blanks. Oh, okay. Quick, you need to go straight to it's it. It's only three words. Anyway, okay. Yeah, okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another podcast. Episode seven. We're on seven already. Crazy stuff. We're going to be talking about the Canadian Grand Prix, as you would have imagined. I'm Matt. I'm Jess. Oh, I'm Sam. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> Tommy. <laughs> and yes, this is not Alistair. This is Sam. Sam, introduce yourself. Let us know um, who you are. What are you? Good question. I, I, I'm <laughs> Sam. I'm a, a YouTuber. I run a channel called Seen Through Glass, which is a bad rip-off of Top Gear. Um, but I'm, uh, I'm an <laughs> oh, F1 please, obsessive. Yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah. But you're a big F1 fan. F1, obs- so F1 obsessed since, since six years old. So. Six years old. So that, we thought it would be a good idea to, to bring you I, along. I basically begged to come here. I appreciate you pretending like it was <laughs> you inviting me, but I genuinely begged to come on your podcast. And I'm so pleased to be here because you guys are my ultimate entertainment on long road trips. Aww. Honestly. I swear. So ultimate. Yeah, yeah ultimate. ultimate. I enjoy ultimate the ultimate. ultimate. Can, can yeah. we quote you on that? Yeah, yeah. please. Yeah, yeah. I'll get my <laughs> agent to invite you. I am a YouTuber. I have an agent. <laughs> <laughs> so how we usually start this, as you will be aware, if you, with our ultimate uh, experiences, um, is the three-word race reviews. <laughs> Jess was panicking before we ro- were rolling, or potentially it might still be involved. But uh, Jess, <laughs> you've had enough time to panic. Okay. Give us your three-word race review from the Canadian Grand Prix. Fancy a Heineken. <laughs> yes, I do. Because <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've ever seen sponsorship displayed in that so way. Aggressive, I think. You'd it call was it. very aggressive. Mm. I mean, do you know what? If they'd have just done one or two of the parts, I might be sat here going, actually great idea gonna nab that me i mean bit. when i run yeah. grand prix myself but oh. but <laughs> jess's plan it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've got ambitions all right i'm charlie whiting no, oh wow okay. um but yeah i think like some of them were really cool but altogether it was just too much yeah like it, so much on the eyes and you might as well have just written buy a heineken already across the track like, but don't drink and drive but drink, drink don't, yeah, yeah exactly it's it's so weird interesting thing, mix like. isn't it <laughs> yeah. I, I went to a heineken event in vietnam promoting Formula One. Um, and I've never been handed so much Heineken with <laughs> Heineken brand. I mean, it was great because I had a wonderful time. But they Do you are, remember it? They're just very, you're not so well. Um, <laughs> but they just, they just love, I mean, it's Heineken. You know, yeah. you really, uh, that's their sort of, I think their, their way of targeting people is aggressive marketing. But I actually really liked very... the start procedure. I thought that was a little bit different. Like that was, if that was the only thing for them to have done, that's I'd what have I mean. been like, that's what the snazzy. Star, the stars yeah, the, the, the stars. Because some people thought they were maple leaves at first. And yeah. then, and then oh, once you got cool. to like lap 10 and there'd already been about 100 red stars everywhere you go okay it's advertising yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay it was weird so what was your three word race review so um give it to me so okay jess i'm a, I'm a massive lewis hamilton fan as well well yes but jess i apologize because my <laughs> <laughs> what I'm about to three say. words uh lewis should retire <gasps> oh <laughs> 
That's the title of the podcast. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> he just doesn't care, does he? He doesn't. Come on, God. he just... He so doesn't care. And as a Formula One, as a Lewis fan, as a Formula One fan, I turn on the TV to be excited, and he is just so out of the game, moaning and complaining, doing nothing. And I'm sitting there going, well, my favourite guy's bored i'm bored as well i have to, actually i have yeah. to agree God, with you he's done it he's done it sam's completely right it's, the one thing you don't want to hear is oh well we might as well give up it, that, which is yeah. what he kind of came across and as he's doing. done it in the last few races as well he did it in monaco complaining about oh the race was really done despite beforehand being like monaco's great yeah blessed all that kind of stuff and then oh it's really boring like we need to change everything in f1 mm. well how un lewis was it on the driver's parade they were like do you think you've got a chance today all the fans are here and he's like yeah i'll give it a go i was like mm. come on dude like think, at least pretend and we've kind of touched on it before like he's a very emotional racer and i think going into this weekend knowing that he was always going to have a power unit deficit over everybody else. I think he already came into the weekend going, well, he said actually at the end, um, I, don't, I don't know if you caught the post-race uh, media pen bit, but he was just like, I was glad to have finished. So he was like, yeah, I didn't, th I I that, didn't yeah. think we were going to finish. So to be honest, getting fifth for me is like, I, I did my job. Um, but he does, he comes out with these things as well. Like he was going on about like, well, with, with these crap cars at the moment, you know, not not alluding to the Mercedes in particular. I think he was More just talking about the regulations. Yeah. Yeah. The three engines. He's like, oh no, yeah. MotoGP's really better. I was like, come on, <laughs> <laughs> two wheels. What even is that? <laughs> <laughs> I only enjoyed two wheels for a while. <laughs> oh, yes, Sorry, Ali. Uh, Tommy, go, give us your three-word race review. Uh, mine is we were robbed. Oh. Which, uh, not one boring yet. Yeah, I'm really no. This. I, I think it was just the fact that qualifying was probably one of the most exciting qualifyings in years and mm -hmm. um, you had for the first time that everyone's been hoping for it seemed like mercedes red bull and ferrari won equal playing field they were all really close um it was you know anyone could have won that race and especially at the end when they were finally allowed to push it was actually quite exciting to watch the the gaps closing and you think why weren't they doing that all the time and unfortunately it just ended up being another economy run for everyone which ruined it it was a shame wasn't it yeah uh, I, I'm, I'm really proud of everyone not saying it was boring i think to, to finish off the set canada should stay <laughs> oh. uh, and, I th and what i mean by that is that canada showed that it's not it, it's the regulations it's, it's not, not it's not the circuit you know mm -hmm. it's, it's the tires it's it's everything is just wrong at the moment you know the aero's too complex they can't follow you know Raikkonen uh, he's pretty chill you know but then in the post-race uh, interviews he was it looked like he had died of boredom like, <laughs> he was just he couldn't even be bothered to really answer any questions and and I think it was it kind of showcased that you know Canada's have had such good races in the past from tyre degradation you know remember that race I can't remember what year but where there was marbles everywhere, everywhere. and they were just falling off the track if they went a millimetre off the racing line um, but yeah, I think it just showcased that there is a lot wrong with the sport and hopefully 2019 with the more simplified aero rules will help that. They, yeah, they dropped the ball again with the tyres exactly like Monaco where Canada was that race where initially they got the idea for the Pirelli tyres by going, oh, isn't it really exciting when there's two and three stops? And instead, if, if, a hype, if the Hypersoft tyre is a one-lap race, it's pointless, yeah. in my opinion. It shouldn't 
Uh, I, I agree with that, and it's the first time I've actually enjoyed Nico Rosberg as part of the Sky team this weekend. Because I time. Uh, first time, <laughs> first time. Uh, sorry, Nico, um, but because I thought he he seemed a little bit controversial at times. And somebody asked the question, "Do you think there should be a mandatory second stop?" And he said, "Yes, absolutely. Do two stop races, and it could be or should be more exciting." Um, but I wonder, even then, I think Pirelli would would probably still play it a bit too safe, and I'm not sure it would spice it up enough. But yeah, you should not be able to do one stop That's on the... The thing you say about the tyres, but it's difficult because I think that maybe the tyres... There's n- nothing wrong with the tyres and the fact that if the cars could follow closer and even overtake, then the tyre strategy would be blown open in that sense because, because they're not pushing, they don't stay they? out. Yeah, yeah they don't not, stay out they're not, push. they're not pushing. They, again, it was a coasting. But they also... I mean, Bottas was saying that he had a fuel... Um, issue well not issue but he was running out of fuel towards the end of the raging race raging at the race director by the way didn't see any of the last that yeah last max was one ten line oh, i mean it was i think it was all everyone was very confused because of the checkered they flag like, yeah, yeah, yeah. show anything they were just like uh, this is so we? embarrassing yeah. i think they were so maybe annoying. waiting for everyone to just kind of like oh that's the it that's the <laughs> end and yeah they kind of lost their shit a bit at the end they did. But, they did. um yeah it was it was a strange one but it i don't know and again like i don't know if we at the aim was to go a bit further into this but I will interrupt abruptly no carry on yeah, yeah just cut me off stop um, but the, again it comes to the question of how much about F1 do we want to be manufactured and how much do we want it to be just raw wheel to wheel racing and because if we put stuff in like mandatory stops mm. ah, I just feel like it's forced it's not real racing it's it's not you know just cars going flat out on a track trying to do their best or like it's it's just like oh you've got to come in for your stop it's like i've always had a bit of an issue with the um obligatory compound usage for tires like you have to use two compounds but it's 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 how much of it i feel like f1's in a place right now where it's almost gone too far into we have to put in things that make the racing exciting whereas if they could have just like if they could just strip it back and go back to just let's just focus on the cars and and what we've got i.e the tracks because i mean we we not not so much sam because you've not joined us but we've been quite critical of tracks you're part of this sam don't worry i love the tracks i'm a big fan of all the tracks exactly exactly we've we've berated like we've berated spain we berated monaco (gasps) well you you guys did (laughs) i was yelling at my radio (laughs) how dare you touch monaco um but i think you know almost it's almost like a period where do we just take f1 back to the drawing board and take it back to what we all want to see or do we continue down this path of adding in weird and wonderful ways of manufacturing great racing like three drs zones in canada and it didn't help and no overtaking didn't do anything so like what's i don't know I, i don't have the answer but i feel like if we just strip it back which i think hopefully the regulations next year will help um, I strip it back, you mean arrow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the, the only thing I'd just touch on there is that the, I know there's the rumour or the talk of maybe switching to two engines as well, isn't it, for the whole season? Yeah. That's, that's Which, the worst thing. even if they change the arrow, will surely then make our problems even worse because the cars are going to have to run at even, you know, a less percentage of their, their abilities because yeah. that was going to be saving engines. And that's where I feel like F1's banging heads is you've got the sort of difference of let's save the world and have these super, you know, economic engines and we want to hybrids and all this stuff like that. And then it's also, well, let's be really fast and be a spectacle. And you can't really do both. Um, two yeah. engines for the whole season, they it's just not possible. <laughs> what was that? What was that? Formula A. Formula A. <laughs> F1's always been like that, though, where they're like, they've got this great idea. It's, it's like... Um, classic like 20, 2017 
they changed the cars, they made them look really awesome. Everyone's like, oh, look how good they look, they're setting lap records. And then everyone goes, oh, the racing's a bit rubbish though, isn't it? And it, you've always had that like, what what is Formula One? Yeah. It's always changing and adapting and a lot of stuff does contradict each other. So it's, mm. so you know, you don't, you have all this aero, which is stopping overtaking, but then you put in DRS and hypersoft tires and all this kind of stuff and it just counteracts it. Yeah, because I guess like Liberty Media are kind of on a two like two pronged approach right now, in the fact that they're trying to make racing exciting, so they're they're changing certain things which to do with racing, but then they're also trying to attract mainstream fans. So they need it to be sexy. They need to, it to be like they're the fastest, and they do all this and that and the other. But for me, like that's such short sightedness because as soon as somebody sits down, if if a new fan, I think I can't remember who was saying this on the coverage, but if a new fan sat down and watched Montreal. I don't Wiser think. Nicer than IBR, nice. I don't, <laughs> Sorry, I, <forgot. laughs> I don't know. You're excited, didn't you? <laughs> I don't know if they would stick around. But, but again, because it's the complicatedness of yeah. F1. I just feel like uh, we are very critical of this sport, aren't we, yeah. as fans, and 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 therefore we create this sort of culture of attacking always. And and over the years, there've always been boring races. There've been boring seasons. Like there was definitely a season where Vettel dominated that I basically didn't watch any races. Yeah. I just <laughs> knew he was going to win. You just caught it on the you like, just, highlights. Like, yeah, oh he's yeah, Vettel. Sure. Oh wow. <laughs> um, and so and so, but I think at the moment there's this kind of culture of us all going, "What's wrong with F1? And yeah. how can we make it better?" We've had two, maybe three, boring races on the trot, um, but we had some pretty spectacular ones and I know you guys with, with Baku yeah. and, and stuff like that yeah, like and four amazing in a row didn't yeah, you yeah, yeah. And spoiled, there really. will be there will be great races um, I don't think Paul Ricard's going to be one of them but I know that's coming up later um, <laughs> but, um, but I just think that there's also an element where we just need to kind of stop attacking and yeah. Yeah. and even Christian Horner I remember that he did an interview as well at some point whether this weekend or last um, and they said oh we've got these new regs coming in next year more overtaking and he went no, I'm not sure it's going to help and you're like come on just, <laughs> just say something but like, yeah we're really hopeful yeah, you know, just, yeah. just lie <laughs> um, so that we can all be a bit more positive and, and stop giving the sport such yeah. a hard time I think Vettel said that in the press conference as well didn't he yeah I was about to yeah. uh, I'll read out the quote so it says he said, I don't know why people today are so short-sighted. Next week, the World Cup is starting, and I promise you that a lot of the games will not be exciting, but still people will watch it. But some games will be incredible. It is. I guess it I don't, weird, know, I don't know any other sport that no. is held under such a microscope. Yeah. yeah. But even and like by the, the fans yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We hold it to enough. ransom, don't we? Yeah. Really, like... And no other sport changes so much. Like, mm. if there's... 10 nil nils in the World Cup in a row do they go right we're changing the goalposts we're making like we're having two footballs now but, <laughs> like, but the, argu- the argument is is that football is a very simple game mm. yeah in the fact that anyone can well not anyone can play it but it's, ju- it's just you know 11 men aside with a ball kick it into two ends F1 is football fans raging right yeah. now <laughs> there's so much what are you talking about I mean I, I actually used to play football but Offside. I don't I don't watch it anymore like I don't watch it like because it so for me, for me football is yeah, yeah. pedal carts just what? well no just, just fo- that's what I'm saying like just focus on the racing like go back to raw racing and and I'm sure the rest of it will come but actually to, to add to Sam's point I think there have been all, that's what I was kind of trying to get at with my previous point but you were much more eloquent I took all it. of your points you and summarised them there's almost been too many changes so it's almost like we change it so much that there's not enough time to kind of work out okay well how do we just make what we've got work um, it's very like it's a very reactive sport in terms of like that like I've, I don't yeah again like there's not there's never been this many changes in any other sport that I'm aware of um, so it's, it's hard to keep up 
I'm mm. looking forward to sprinklers next season. Maybe. Sprinklers? Who knows? Right. Okay, <laughs> I know Liberty Media yeah, has probably been taking notes for the last. We're yeah. on the snow so. machine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for fear of leaving Canada behind, let's let's turn to some three-word race reviews from our fans. Uh, Mika Mostert says Lance can't drive. Ooh. Arjun Agastya says Kubica replaced Stroll. Oh. And hug over. The 350 fly Emirates literally, um, <laughs> which ties us in quite nicely to the Stroll and Hartley crash. Uh, we have uh, Dan Lijun says, "What was Claire Williams on when she said Hartley shoved Stroll into the wall?" So for people that haven't seen the race, well, I mean, why are you here? But uh, <laughs> obviously we had the Hartley Stroll incident, um, and it was quite clearly, well, from my perspective, Stroll's fault. Hartley put himself in that position, in my opinion. But at the end of the day, if you're going to put pin blame on someone, I'd say it's more over on Stroll. But then Claire Williams said that. Yeah, <laughs> it was weird that she said that that he went into him. That's that's a classic team principal defending their driver. Personally, I think it's more of a racing incident. I know that Stroll, yeah, he did mess up. But if you watch that first lap, Ocon got around the outside. So Unreal move. Yeah, really good move. Uh, Hartley tried to do the same, but if you watch his onboard, he does actually go over the grass in the first part of the corner. Yeah. And like you say, he is putting his car in a very Precarious. odd place, which, let's be honest, if that was Grosjean, we'd probably all be blaming Grosjean, wouldn't yeah, we? So, sure. Yeah, It's an interesting point. I think, I mean, Ocon, you can't really compare Ocon's one because Ocon had already had, had, got, had nailed the exit. He'd seen that Nico Hulkenberg had run wide. He just basically undercut him and went all yeah. the way around the outside. Whereas Such Brendan, a better run, didn't he? Yeah, yeah I understand. You know, Brendan, I don't know. Does, does he feel like he needs to prove something? Like, obviously, with this whole news about Lando Norris coming in and, and, and basically taking his seat. I don't know how any driver can carry on with that kind of pressure on the back of, like... A, in the back of your mind the whole time like I know you just kind of have to grin and bear it and prove them wrong and do your best but I don't know if I could ever walk around with knowing that your team doesn't even want you there yeah, I want to get rid that of you. must be that must be insanely just I, I mean yeah I just couldn't do it I couldn't I couldn't handle it so That's why they're the best sportsmen isn't exactly. it that they can pick themselves up like Vettel for example and Hamilton have been through those rough patches and gone on to win championships that's why they're the top of their game yeah. really. mm. do you not think Stroll was in a similar kind of place maybe not in so much jeopardy over his seat but at least feeling the pressure or feeling the frustration of a car that is definitely not meeting his expectations or anyone's and arguably was either on the wrong line or carrying too much speed or just not uh, well, driving he had, he had I mean, a stellar start didn't he he had a good like, start he, he had a good start off the line he was passing people and I think maybe I don't know but you know, maybe he was just a bit like, oh, I'm not meant to be here. And yeah. then kind of was on it. <laughs> oh, so he's no. a bit caught Can up in everything. He's dizzying heights yeah, of 14th or something. I'm doing that, I'm doing it, like waving everyone. I think that was the trick. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm going to win the race. <laughs> I think he's probably a bit like that. I feel like he just uh, is so determined to prove himself or maybe try and do a Leclerc the, in the Williams, you know, try and nice perform. Nice Thank you. Nice. Um, we'll get on to him. We'll yeah. get on to him. No worries. The last half of the podcast is yeah, <laughs> but beating the car, I think he's trying to outperform the car to try and show that he's yeah. a proper talent. And unfortunately, maybe he doesn't have 
the abilities and the car isn't there. Um, so I agree with mm. you. I think it was a racing a racing incident. Yeah, imagine um, paying all that money. Well, his dad paying all that money to get the worst seat in F1. Because oh. he, he, he can't do anything in that so car. What? And I know people yeah. say, get Kubica in that car. But what, like, realistically, what can, what he, do? can he do? I think it would be disappointing be, as well. Yeah, he I even said it was embarrassing mm. when he I don't drove think he in F1. He said it was yeah, embarrassing. He, he was like, I don't think he'd want, want to be there. He'd rather have the Toro Rosso drive or something. Yeah, he's kind of, he's riding a wave of this amazing PR exactly. circus yeah. that's going on around him that could put him in a different car. At so the minute, he's got nothing to lose. Exactly. But if he gets in that Williams seat, I think that's he's got it. everything to lose. That's yeah. it. He's doing an even more extreme version of Alonso where Alonso's in a mediocre car and just talks about how amazing and how he'd win every race if he was in the best car. Kibitza is getting all this praise and he's not even driving. Yeah. <laughs> just it's just like, yeah, I'm great. Just like, chill, yeah, yeah, great. I could probably yeah. overtake Leclerc. Just grab a Heineken yeah. and sit back. Yeah, I'd win. Do you want to drive? No, I'm all right. No. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say grab a Heineken? Grab a Heineken. Yeah, sorry, let's pick up on that. I don't feel like it works. <laughs> it might be controversial, but I don't think Kubica, from what he showed in the, the, the test he did at Abu Dhabi and... He didn't. He wasn't that quick. Like well, Sorokin was faster. Yeah, he, Sorokin was quicker mm. than Kubica, and people are like, oh, give Kubica the seat. Blah blah blah. I don't think he's got what he had. No, and the injury is going to I think that's probably what it would have come down to, wouldn't it? I but think I a lot of people yeah. thought it was money, but I think uh, as many people that I've tried to speak to have just said that unfortunately he's just not quick enough, and he might be. But the role he's taken is fantastic rehabilitation that might eventually end up end of the season. He's there, but I think they genuinely thought. Sorokin and Stroll would be a quicker pairing, um, which is upsetting for us as fans yeah. that want to see Kubica back. But yeah. you've got to feel um, sorry for Sorokin a little bit that he's, through no fault of his own, he's got a Formula One drive for being like quicker than Kubica if that's how they chose mm. it, and because he sort of a bit ruined the fa- ruined the fairy tale. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Controversial, controversial comments coming out everywhere. Yeah, he kind of ruined the fairy tale a little mm. bit. So. Uh, People are very anti Sorokin. Mm. Yeah. So we had Lance and, and Brendan, the two retirees. The other retiree was Fernando Alonso from his 300th GP. Oh, the yeah. best driver in the world. Okay, wow. Wow. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Clearly, so you're a Hamilton fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will never what forget 2007. <laughs> no, never forget. Yeah, it's weird how like Alonso, I used to hate Alonso when he was uh, fighting against Schumacher. And now I'm like, oh, I'd love to see him do really, really well. It's that it's whole underdog mentality. It's how it changes in Formula 1. I, I see that a lot. As well. It's the curse of the best car. Mm. In, everyone's the same with Vettel. Like, even like we see it in our comments that when Vettel was dominating, every comment was, "Oh, give Lewis that car; he'd be he'd be the man." And now it's, "Oh, he's only winning because he's got the best car," or mm. all this kind of stuff. And it, it's almost that little curse of the best car. And Alonso's there in his tractor, going like, <laughs> "Oh, I'd win in those cars." Well, they got and the best chassis in F1. Best chassis in F1. Oh, what a load sure. of well, they, that is. Yeah. Like, well, they would have been out in Q1, wouldn't they, if it wasn't for the two incidents in qualifying? Mm. They quite easily, both of them could have gone out yeah. in Q1, and Red Bull are battling for pole position. Although so. I quite, I quite liked. It was quite poignant that Alonso was in P14 when his. Numbers 14, Number 14 for his 300th Grand Prix. That's something quite like... And maybe he retired. And he retired. Like he should. 
Ooh. Him and Lewis can <laughs> go off into the sunset. <laughs> so you, you don't think he, he deserves a, a better seat? Uh, no, I, you know, I saw that uh, claim where he came out saying he was one of the best ever and 9.5 out of 10 and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, that was... I, 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 I have to say, I think five years ago, fine. I think when he was at Ferrari and was it 2012, 2013? Uh, I, I, th I think I agree he was probably at his peak. Um, I, I don't think he is anymore. And I think the, the battles with Leclerc are a perfect example of where... I don't really care if your car's not as good. Like you're getting owned by a rookie. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it, it's true. Like it, it God, is. This is turning to those yeah. savage podcasts. Yeah. I love I've it. Been myself, yeah, yeah. I've been bottling myself <laughs> listening to you guys for yeah. six weeks, and now I'm like, I can unleash. It is funny, isn't it? That he's yeah. It, it's so easy for him to say, "Oh, I'd win in this car." And oh yeah. yeah. You can't course, prove it. Yeah, you can't prove it. He's against Van Dorn, who's a rookie. Well, it was last year and stuff. Like, how can you compare what Alonso's doing? You have no idea that, like, yes, he thrashed Raikkonen in the Ferrari. Vettel's thrashing Raikkonen in the Ferrari now. Anyone yeah. like, would thrash Raikkonen in really any car. Feet, really, but that's it? what I mean. Like, it. it yeah. He's, he's definitely yeah. an amazing talent. And and yeah. None of us would see him by the end of one lap if we were yeah. on the same track. But, well, but, speak yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I got this. I, I think when people say, oh, the best drivers are Hamilton, Vettel, Alonso, I, just, I, I would have to put him below a few others nowadays. Um, so, I, think, I, think, I think something that um, Tommy and I, I think we've spoken about this before, but part of being a multi-world champion is by making smart moves, not just... And, and keeping friends in the paddock. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, um, Rosberg, Rosberg outed him, didn't he? But, yeah, but so, so if you look at if you look at his career, he's made choices to move teams based on. Obviously, we don't have the whole information, but for, if rumours are true, based on either not wanting a arguably better teammate, um, not wanting to be outshone, and and throwing his toys out the pram and going off not based on a smart move, but based on stubbornness. Mm. So, you know, his move from Ferrari to McLaren, um, look where that cash ended him money. up. That was all well, the, yeah, that was exactly all that as well. But, you know, if again, you know, not to talk about Lewis, but <laughs> everyone, everyone was like, when, when Lewis moved from McLaren to Mercedes, everyone thought he was bonkers. Yeah. Everyone thought yeah. he was batshit crazy. I and think he lucked out there, personally. But no, because no, I, call, I, I called it just FYI. I can even, I can even bring up the tweet from, from whenever it was saying, oh, everybody is berating this move, but watch this space. He, he, oh, he, watch he, this he, space. I said, watch, I, even watch I mean, it was however many years ago now, so yeah. cringe yeah. on Twitter, but it was... I'm it, going to find that tweet and retweet do, it. Oh, I'm sure there's going to be so many people do looking it. for this tweet, do though. It, you've, you've, you've it was on my old account, though, so good luck oh, finding oh, it. I mean, you could find it if you want to. It's not really that difficult. But, anyway. <laughs> but um, because I mean, Ross Braun was there. You know, they'd, they'd seen what they'd done with Braun GP. I was like, this is amazing. This is a brilliant move. And lo and behold, he's won most of his world championships with Mercedes now. So yeah. it's, some of it is chance. Some of it is completely outside the driver's control. I, but mm. but smart it. smart moves yeah, win you world he, championships. That's the thing. Like he, Alonso is very quick to belittle Vettel's achievements, and he he is really savage on Vettel in particular going he's always like oh well I got two titles when it was really difficult and mm. Vettel like he he really lays into Vettel with like he did it in a Nui car and all this and he loves to play up to that fact I I can't see that it's a it can't be a coincidence that Vettel moved from Torosso to Red Bull Red Bull started winning moved to Ferrari Ferrari started winning because not forget he won in a Torosso oh, yeah, yeah exactly he won in a Torosso 
And in appalling conditions, yeah, too. I don't remember and Alonso everyone... winning in a Minardi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just slightly harsh. Slightly harsh. <laughs> yeah. but, but, it's but the same still, thing. Yeah, yeah you'd, you'd argue that... Lewis would win in a Minardi. Microphone's getting in the way. But, yeah, they just high five for audio listeners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's bad. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> you actually mentioned the Rosberg savageness. Yeah. Uh, he was also as savage about Alonso saying, we all want to see that, Alonso being in a better car, mm. but no one wants him because of his team internal politics games. Yeah, because he, play, he plays mm. games and he, he, he breaks friendships. And if, if anything, you know, F1 is the same faces that kind of, you know, some of them disappear because they retire or they move on. But it's, it's essentially everybody is in this group. And if you piss off one person, we piss off one team. That's it. That's bridges gone, broken. Like it's very difficult to mend those partnerships again. So, you know, he. I don't think he's been smart in that regard. And that why. That's why for me, he's not a completely rounded driver because that's. This is part of the game. F1 is a is a political game. Yeah. Um, we're seeing this with Ricardo. Like Ricardo's keeping his hand, his cards close to his chest. He's, you know, he's he's weighing up his options. How much of what's going on behind the scenes we're not party to, but I don't think it's it's a coincidence that he's kind of playing this up and riding this wave because he wants the best seat next year. Yeah, sure. So that this is all part of it. You've got to play the game in F1, and he, I don't think Alonso has, and I, that's why he's where he is. I think it highlights um, how Alonso. Well, this is obviously speculation, but I think with with where Alonso's gone and how the teams haven't really improved when he's there, is the fact that. He, he's probably not that great at the, the development side of making the car better. Mm-hmm. Like that is something that is huge for, for drivers within F1 is mm-hmm. that they help to build a team and get better. Michael Schumacher, obviously <laughs> I was, being. I was, like, like, I was no. going to say it, and I was like, I don't want to. Good, say yeah, that yeah. Schumacher, yeah. yeah. And I, I don't think it's any, and maybe that, that came into Lewis's decision is that Schumacher went to Mercedes. He was there for a, a three years. It, they started to get really good mm. the year he retired, and. You know, and now Mercedes were dominating for for years on, and I think that definitely has a, a part in it. And I, I just think Alonso, he's been at McLaren what now three years, not, and they haven't anywhere. improved he's not going at anywhere. all. And, and all of that negativity in the media yeah. would not have motivated any work workforce or work yeah. staff to to try hard because <laughs> they'd be like, yeah. GP2 yeah. Engine. yeah, we're GP2 working engine. our ass off, and this guy's just slagging us off on TV. And no. uh, Schumacher, I think, is the perfect example because he's he's often rumoured to be the sort of first guy that really you know, cultivated a whole team and uh, had that sort of attitude of bringing everyone together and staying late and working hard. And I think With Vettel... Braun, just saying. But I, I agree. And I think I think Vettel is doing the same or trying to do the same at Ferrari because obviously, you know, Schumacher was his hero. So yeah. I, I think yeah. you can see that being cultivated whilst some other drivers... And I think Lewis is probably the same. I don't think he really is very good at that, you know, bringing I, teams together. I think but he can be, but then when he's on his bad day, he doesn't. He's mm. like, he's like, he's like either extreme he there's blaming the team which he's i mean he's doing slightly less of that i think he's matured a little bit in that respect but even like we saw at canada he was he was 100 percent blaming the setup of the car mm-hmm. and the fact that he doesn't have he the blamed right an early pit stop as well like he's yeah. very quick to jump it's on the radio yeah. and go why did you pit me it's like yeah and that's idea. again yeah <laughs> it's just it's just it's getting a bit old now isn't a bit it, really? tired, yeah unfortunately but let's move on to more positive things. Max Verstappen. Oi, oi, your boy. Your boy yeah, with a good drive. For yeah. a change. Didn't crash. <laughs> for a change. Well, actually, technically, yeah. no. Someone, I heard someone going, well, technically, Max did crash because he bashed wheels with Bottas on the first lap. 
But I'm I was like, that's already catch. This, this, this yeah. voice has come out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's like today. It's like the jet. <laughs> like, oh, I'm was, an angry yeah. tweeter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do sound that is like that. That is the voice. Yeah. In my head when I read those kind of tweets. Yeah, whenever I see nasty tweets or comments, I just read them in that voice. It's Radion, actually. I think you're fine. Gone. That'll be the Alonso tweets to you. Or the Alonso fans. I'm all over Come at me. Technically, he crashed, but I don't think that counts as a crash. Um, it was a decent, <laughs> yeah. it was a decent Bottas, drive. Fair play to Bottas, though. Like, I think he's been. I'm listening. trying to talk about your boy Sorry, Max okay. for yeah, just a minute. A Do you <laughs> think Max? <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't particularly. Oh no! Well, but, special, but do you think, therefore, he has changed his style? Maybe this is the new no. match. No, so I just think he was just. He, he managed to get no. the car into P3 in quali, and that meant that he stayed out of all the trouble. I mean, he had a go. He had a go. That go, go at, was brilliant. And he was like, I think that was the perfect kind of go. Going, perfect. I'll have a go, and then no one to back up. He kept his nose clean, yeah. like, and so I think in that respect, like he he, he couldn't have done a better job. Apart from potentially take P2, but I don't think that was really on the cards. But he very nearly got he it. Drove, yeah, but he <laughs> drove. He drove. He drove a good race, and um, I did put him in P3 in the last podcast. Did you? I did. I can't even remember who. I think I put. I, I know I said Bottas to win, which was close. Just mm-hmm. saying, <laughs> that was a great shout from me. Didn't win though. Thanks, Valtteri. Uh, let's actually talk about Valtteri. I think now we're yeah, allowed I to. I think he, yeah. he must have been listening to our podcast because ever since oh we, absolutely no ever since we rinsed him he has just been should we wave in case yeah. he's still watching which let's have um, what's up bro yeah he's been as good as hamilton he's been sensational this season if yeah, you compare him to sensational yeah compared to last season yeah i would say sensational if hamilton is that good then bottas but, is sensational oh, to hold him. on Nah. Hamilton yeah. has not turned oh, up yet. No, Hamilton yeah, has Hamil- not turned up yet. He's no. still in bed. He's deciding well, if he, he wants should, to turn up. He should go against him. Yeah, exactly. He's not trying. He's not trying. <laughs> he's not trying. Well, we got the comments. Let's face it. Sam is not from WTF. I still will never forget that Bahrain, wasn't it, where Bottas didn't go for the lunge on Vettel. Which I've forgiven him for that. Ma- well, True, I, I can't. Yeah, I can't. It marks him down to me as the kind of driver that he is. I, I, I cannot see him as a champion. I can see him no. as a race winner and a great guy. And, yeah. a, and uh, but I just he doesn't seem to have that killer instinct. And I can't personally applaud solid drives for second place um, oh because like, like, I don't listen. <laughs> like, not two of you. There's <laughs> six people in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 but it's personal. It, uh, he's just not a kind of driver it's that ex- excites me. He's not exciting. That's all. He doesn't excite me. He, okay. He's a great, great driver. I, to be fair, I, I do agree with that. I don't think he's championship material, but I will give him credit for kind of his wheel banging with Max at the yeah, start. Yeah, I'm not going to be bullied out of the way. And you know, he's driving really well. Like outqualified Hamilton on probably his best track. Um, yeah. I you know, think if he'd got a few more points in Baku, like he obviously he could be right he up would, there. In the he title. would be, and he de- deservedly he deserves to be. You know, should be up there. And I think Valtteri, you've got to kind of put it into perspective here. He had great drives at Williams. He he impressed at Williams. Everyone was really excited to see him to go up to Mercedes, and he hasn't been there that long in the grand scheme of things. I know you're supposed to you know be straight on it and and whatnot, but he he has improved, and he's very much up there now. With I'd, Lewis Hamilton yeah, as a I'd, teammate. I'd argue that he's actually the perfect driver to be in with Hamilton because, like you say, he's not, he's not 
aggressive to the point where he's going to do the kind of stuff that Rosberg did, where he forgets to turn turn you know his car and whatever. But um, yeah, like if you look at Kimi Raikkonen, where was he like twenty sec twenty six seconds he had one of those races. or something where. Like, Bottas is picking up really good championship points for Mercedes, and I think they know deep down, he's, like you say, he's probably not going to win the title. I, I very much doubt it, unless Hamilton has some horrendous failures. But he's that solid number he's two solid, driver that's solid, right. getting those things. And I think after the Hamilton and Rosberg, it's exactly who they need. It's mm. a consistent, solid. good, solid driver. Yeah, I feel like he's not there yet. I feel like... I think he has the potential. I just don't think he, I just don't there. agree with the sensational. He's not mm. sensational. He's mm. not going to set like hearts alight and like he set my heart alight. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think if, if, if you took that horrible F1 saying of let's put them all in the same car, Alonso? Clearly he would. But could you honestly see him beating Vettel, Verstappen, Ricardo, Hamilton if he decides to oh, wake no. up? Like he, I, I just, Hello. If he decides to wake up, <laughs> like Hamilton could easily just be having this slump, and it, and you just yourself said retire. Retire? No, I agree because I genuinely feel like the heart is gone out of it for him, and that's that's uninspiring for us to watch. Mm. It's, it's upsetting to see Hamilton so unengaged. And you're right, maybe he's just freaking lost it, and and he's not as good a driver as he was. Um, but I doubt that. I just feel like he's just not. He doesn't look the same in the car. So all, all I feel like is Bottas. You're you're right. Is a solid, great number two, getting the points. But I think when any of those other drivers turn up, he hasn't. I don't think got the got the elbows in him to to defeat them. But, but maybe that maybe that's kind of the point that we were touching on earlier. Like to be a world champion, you have to play. You have to tick all the boxes, and you have to turn up. And Lewis hasn't turned up. So, well, he hasn't turned up for the past couple of races. I, we, I don't think he's completely since he won the championship last year. Yeah, he's he's he just a lot. Yeah. even yeah even like he looked. Let's be honest, he lucked into Baku victory. Yeah. yeah, but Definitely he admit, he was the first well. person yeah. to admit yeah, that. he admitted it. And Spain was boring, yeah. so he just sat yeah. out front. We haven't got much time left, but uh, just a quick question. Like, <laughs> do we think... No, not Charles. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, all of this whole, you know, Lewis's heart isn't in it. Do you think he's thinking about retiring at the end of this year? Well, he keeps mentioning it, which is yeah. weird. Like, he keeps openly talking... Like, obviously not talking about what he's going on to do, but there have been a few things he's like, well, when I'm not here, or... There was that moment in the press conference when Ricardo was like, oh, when you retire, you can be my agent, and all that kind of thing. And it seems it seems to me to be within touching distance, almost. Like, if it's not this year, maybe it'll be next year. And I wonder whether he... The negotiations for his Mercedes contract at the moment are, are prolonged, because I think he might want uh, quite a lot of break clauses. Mm. I, I feel like maybe that's why they're struggling is I think he wants a lot of outs I, if he does or doesn't win the championship yeah. he might want an out um, and again he might just suddenly decide he's not but I feel like he's using the current state of Formula 1 as an excuse yeah. it's not yeah. like oh I'm struggling this year oh I'm not really getting on with the car this year people are beating me it's like oh well I'm not very interested anymore the, the sport's yeah. boring I'll leave yeah, so it's like exactly. he's looking for an excuse to, to retire and I remember that Hakkinen year when, you know, was it 2001 or I can't remember when, when Hakkinen didn't turn up, yeah. you yeah. know, and, and he just sort of faded into the background and you're like, what is going on with Hakkinen? And then he had his sabbatical and never came back. And still hoping. Still hoping. <laughs> yeah, no, no. He did, did test for McLaren in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I do feel like Hamilton's kind of on that path. I hope, mm. you know, I'm as big a fan as you are, Jess, and I really hope we're wrong and yeah. he suddenly comes back and we have a storm at yeah. the end of the season, but... Not um, too good though. Keep it be- one point between. Sorry, the yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it, take it to Abu Dhabi. That'd yeah, be cool. that would be this year would awesome. Be great. 
And I enjoyed, I used to enjoy Lewis Hamilton, just quickly. I used to... I used to enjoy Lewis Hamilton. That's also a title. <laughs> no, but I used to enjoy his personality. Like I, you know, he was refreshing. He was so fueled by you know just the whole sport, and and I I see it as well. You know, it, watching his interview, I don't want to watch his interviews, especially mm. if he's not won, because it's just moany yeah. moany. It's just like it's come like a child, on. Yeah. You think you should be the mature one that's been in the sport the longest. You're the world the four-time world champion that should be setting an example for everyone else and actually like when yet like you say when he gets out of the car and he's like oh yeah but the sport's a bit rubbish just uninspiring for fans as well as, and, and as like you say mentioned. yeah imagine uh, other sportsmen going oh yeah i don't really care it would it would make everything a lot less enjoyable for everyone right let's let's turn it up for a, a funny thing to talk about before we end this podcast the checkered flag oh. mix up oh, wow my goodness me that was a cock up and a half wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> Who I spotted mean, it and when? Check it flag. Did everyone see it straight away? Yeah, because yeah. well, the thing for me was like, they're they're waving that for a Force India. What I mean, yeah, he's, yeah. But I was like, that's Raikkonen. I couldn't work out. Yeah, I was, I was like, like, I think <laughs> the, at the very the very start when she started waving it, the Ferrari wasn't hadn't even come around the corner no, yet. Mm, so Raikkonen mm. hadn't even come around the corner yet, and I was like, what? They're waving that really? Wait, hang on. What? Yeah. Lap counter. Yeah. Where are we? Oh, like, what's was, going on? But that was so strange, wasn't it? But the backlash. The yeah. Winnie, whatever her name is. Winnie Harlow. Yeah, That's not got, fair. Yeah, because it wasn't her fault, was it? I think Charlie Whiting said something about that. He did. Yeah. Great point. Uh, the starter thought it was the last lap. He asked race control to confirm it. They confirmed it. But they thought he was making a statement when he was asking a question. He just shows it. He showed it a lap early, or he told the flag waver to show it a lap early, so it wasn't anything to do with the fact it was a celebrity flag waver. So there you go. That's uh, from, the, from the man himself. It's so. funny that it could have quite easily cost... Like they're lucky. It could have been set for yeah. second. Yeah, I yeah. mean Jensen Button because they went two two laps. Jensen Button racing. Sorry, two laps back. <laughs> I was I was already ahead of myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two, two laps. They went two laps back. Yes. And was it 2011 when Button overtook Vettel on the last lap? Like, can you imagine if Vettel yeah. had run wide, like Bottas somehow caught him, and yeah, they so go, had oh, actually, or technically, we'll do that oh, voice again. No. I'm technically, the, only one not the flag is out. So two laps before, we've got to take the. Thing and you were speaking to Dan, who does our websites, and he was like, Was it why does the flag have so much power? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. anyone that's who just I mean. wave well, the flag gets oh, over. Lap the two, when their the driver's <laughs> leading, just yeah. wave the flag. Hey. It was funny hearing um, Kimmy's on board whilst like it was all going on because all the marshals were waving their flags, and he was like, How many flags are there? Like, just nice, like, nice censorship there, Ali. Well, Did you you're enjoy welcome. that? Yeah, nice. um, but yeah, he was just like, Why are they waving so many flags? and it was just like yeah. chaos. Just yeah. chaos ensued. No one really knew. Like, do we slow down? Do we keep pushing? Do we? Are people going to start running on the track? We just don't know. It's all <laughs> yeah. up in the air. And too many flags. I love the, the, the commentators didn't even know what they yeah, were doing. I love the uh, yeah. interview with Ricardo at the end when he realised he lost fastest lap. That oh, was very, so was funny because Ricardo set fastest lap on the final lap, which again is yeah. really annoying because why? But um, yeah, when it didn't count because. They went two laps back and Max got it and Ricardo was on Sky being like, looking at, came up saying Max was having fastest lap and he was like, no, that's me. And they're like, no. And he's like, what? He was furious. They get, they get a bonus, so don't they? And I think he's, yeah. he's, he's come out before kind of jokingly talking about the fact like, oh, we get a cheeky bonus if we get fastest Fast lap. lap. So he was like, 
that's my money. Like, what? Yeah. Give me my money. And, but then me and you said before the podcast, we're like, I'm sure Red Bull will sort him out yeah. if yeah. they have to. It's not like it's <laughs> a rule change. within the sport or anything. Like, they'll well, just, like, just chuck him a bit of money. But you're, you're right, Tommy. Like, it's, it's frustrating to see faster slaps being put in on the final lap. That's not good. It's because they probably just explode their tyres and, like, they yeah. wouldn't be able to do another lap if, yeah. if they carried Still, on. Like, it's, it's a shame. For the spectators, yeah. it's a bit rubbish. Anyway, driver of the day. We're going to finish with that. Oh. So we haven't even, I haven't even spoken about Charles yet. Ah, was he your driver of the day? Charles. Hi, Charles. Was he driver on Twitter of the, day? the other day? Oh, oh hello. It's getting kinky. Basically asking you out. <laughs> did you slide in the DMs? I did. I said, congratulations on your drive. And he said, <sighs> thanks. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know how to reply now. Um, Tommy, driver of the day. Vettel. Easily. Good. I'll go Leclerc. Oh, God, you're a great man. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Thanks, Jess. Uh, <laughs> I think she said Leclerc. It was an Vettel, probably. Vettel, okay. And Leclerc. Two for Leclerc, two for Vettel. Renault's really good as well, weren't they? God, we've spoken a lot. Like, Ali's been messing me. Five minutes, one minute. And that was definitely about ten minutes ago. But it's fine. It's all good, isn't it? Yeah, you okay? How's Weck? Good. Oh, he's like, oh, please end it. Please end it now. <laughs> he's giving me... <laughs> he's got to get ready for right, the mod. Right, predictions for France. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, unknown, because we've not raced there. No. Yeah, but we know the drivers, Jess. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Um, go. Someone. This sounds really bad, but I'm going to say Hamilton, because every time I say Hamilton, he doesn't win. So... Oh, it's Hamilton a power, hater. It's a power track. They've got the tyres again that suited them in Spain. So I'm going to say, yeah, Hamilton will get it. No, no, not Bottas. Bottas oh, will win. Bottas, and then yeah. who, and then who? We do top three. Bottas, Tommy, come on. Bottas, Vettel, <laughs> Hamilton. Thanks. I'll swap it around. Hamilton, Bottas. No, ha- Hamilton, Vettel, Bottas. Um, Hamilton, Vettel, Verstappen. Bottas, Hamilton, Raikkonen. Oh, you got possessed there for a second. I know. I was like, not Vettel. <laughs> Raikkonen. All I can think yeah. of is Leclerc. Yeah, I feel, feel Kimmy's going to do something once well once maybe he'll just, he'll just be at the end like <laughs> all of his podiums all of his po- all of his Kimmy's po- chance <laughs> <laughs> all of his podiums this season have come from like chance so ouch maybe what a great time to end <laughs> <laughs> maybe Kimmy uh, I, I hope Kimmy will at least use not bottle Q3 for once and then he'll actually have a good result anyway <laughs> what a lovely podcast I know. <laughs> thank you for listening to the air yeah thank you thank you Sam, for, having me. for, for coming along I'm sure Yay. we'll get you along another time uh, when you're around you busy man uh, thank you very much for watching slagging people off on Twitter and we'll see you next time goodbye everyone see ya bye bye, bye. every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.